Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Pakistan Cricket Podcast. Episode 5, Mickey Arthur and Kamran Muzaffar on coaching. So this podcast is split into two parts. First, I had the pleasure of speaking to Mickey Arthur, the former Pakistan head coach, for a few minutes on Zoom at the end of a long media day for his current team, Derbyshire. In the second part, I was able to go in depth into the topic of Pakistani coaches with the brilliant cricket journalist and commentator Kamran Muzaffar. Just FYI, Later this month, I will be releasing an interview I did with Azhar Mahmood on a similar topic. I hope you enjoy the program. So it's my pleasure to welcome Mickey Arthur, the former Pakistan head coach, to the podcast. Uh, thank you for joining me, Mickey. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you, Sammy. Uh, pleasure to be pleasure to join up with you. As I spent so, so many good years in uh, in uh, Pakistan, it's a pleasure to do this for you. That's great. I really appreciate it. I know you're really busy doing a lot of other uh, interviews uh, with the press in in the UK. So I really appreciate you giving me uh, a little bit of your time. Um, So I see on Twitter that you've been following the PSL as well as the Pakistan Australia Test Series. Uh, What do you think of the cricket and where Pakistan cricket stands in all formats of the game at the moment? I think Pakistan cricket is is very very enriched. I, I think the amount of talent that Pakistan has is just is just wonderful. Um, and you know that was kind of one of the things that 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 I loved in my time was the way Pakistan just produces creators is 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 phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think Pakistan stands very highly in world cricket at the moment with the talent at its disposal. If the structures are right and the players are are, are given a security to 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 play selections are 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 consistent mm-hmm. i think the sky's the limit for this pakistan team and very quickly just about the test series i know you must have watched it and you know you you were praising babar azam's you know innings uh, do you think we should uh, not get too carried away by the defeat and 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 recognize that the team is building or how do you see the the result and where pakistan the test team stands at the moment 
Yeah, look, I think it, I think it, it it would be disappointing. I think it would have been a disappointing result because I honestly thought Pakistan would win that series. Um, mm. I thought Australia played very well. Their, their, mm-hmm. their cricket was very organised, very mm-hmm. structured. Um, they built a lot of pressure on 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 Pakistan, and eventually the pressure told. And that's what international cricket is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think deep down, Pakistan will be really disappointed they lost that series in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, Pakistan are, are a team that that should very rarely be beaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Australian team may be more experienced, but you know, Pakistan was playing in home conditions. That makes sense. Of course, of course. Um, now, before I ask you about your coaching, uh, I was wondering if you could give your perspective on the changes taking place in Pakistan's domestic cricket structure, which uh, is based on the Australian Sheffield Shield model. You have coached both in Pakistan and in Australia. How do you view the potential impact of these changes for Pakistani cricket? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's an interesting one, Sammy. You know, I, I think in Australia there's twenty, well, what's it about twenty eight million people? I think in mm-hmm. Pakistan there's two hundred and twenty million. <laughs> um, so you know, is I, I do think there was a change needed in their domestic structure. Mm-hmm. Um, is six teams probably too harsh? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe is there room for maybe ten teams possibly? Mm-hmm. So I do think I do think there there needed to be change in order to have the best playing against the best. I I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. But whether that needed to be six teams, I guess that's the debatable point. Yeah, it's interesting. I interviewed Azhar Mahmood a few weeks ago, and he had a similar position. And uh, I know there's similar conversations taking place in the UK as well. Um, there's been a lot of talk about pitches in the Australia series, as you must have heard as yeah. well. And Ramiz Raja has talked about drop-in pitches, although I believe that might be on hold for the moment. I saw it's on hold, yeah. <laughs> what do you make of that? Is that something you would have been happy with? Or what's your opinion on drop-in pitches in Pakistan? Look, you can have drop-in pitches to practice on. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I think the unique thing that makes Pakistan unique or in, India unique or Sri Lanka unique or when you come to play in England unique is the fact that it's it's unique to that country. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order to go and win away from home, you've got to learn to adapt and play in conditions that are foreign to you. Mm-hmm. So if you have drop in pitches, I think it plays into the into the hands of of, of the other nations. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, I, I do think the pitches were too flat. Um, let's not let's not beat around the bush. There. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, they were too flat, particularly when you've got a bowling attack with Shane Shane Shafridi, um, Hassan Ali. Um, you know, Nassim Shah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful bowling attack. Um, and and they need a little bit more assistance because if they get assistance, they'll bowl sides out because mm-hmm. it's that good an attack. And mm-hmm. I think on those wickets, the Pakistan batsmen generally play better when the ball bounces. And, and, and that was something that, that that amazed me. But the the young boys that are playing with the Baba Azams, the Imam Al Haqs, um, they they came to prominence on 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 wickets. It almost became they became better players away from home than at home. And I, I say home was the UAE at that point in time. That's right. Um, but they were better because their techniques and the way they practiced was was accustomed to bouncier wickets. I think that their techniques and the way they set up is good enough um, to to be able to counter wickets that that bounce and uh, with a little bit more pace so mm-hmm. i don't think pakistan need to be scared of that in any way i think i think they can play in all conditions and and i do think that the pakistan the much vaunted 
Pakistan bowling attack just wasn't just wasn't given enough ammunition to 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 produce their way, if you like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they produced better pitches uh, in the South Africa series, and that produced incredible cricket. And you know, Pakistan did, yeah, yeah, did quite did. well. And, and and the pitches there will never be like in the UK or or in South Africa or in Australia. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes Pakistan unique. You're always going to have wickets that turn towards the back end. But mm-hmm. the game in the first innings is about the quick bowlers, and in the second innings has to be about the spin bowlers. Mm-hmm. And the spin bowlers will win it for you on days four and five, which means you need to get enough runs on the board, trust your your pace attack in innings one, and then in innings two, allow your spinners to win you the game. That's that's how Pakistan's going to win their cricket. And mm-hmm. I think they deviated from that tactically. Yeah, and I hope they go back to you know uh, the the South Africa's Pitch, a series pitches. Agree. I, 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 to- yeah. Totally agree. Um, something you've been credited with, uh, you know, you were just talking about Shaheen, um, and so something you've been credited with by both fans and the players themselves is the development of young Pakistani players like Babar Azam and Shadab Khan. Uh, could you talk about player development and what your experiences were working with uh, players like those in particular? Uh, look, look, look. If, first, first of all, you know, the, the, the players deserve the credit on this because they had the talent all mm-hmm. they were looking for was an opportunity and with my role as the head coach i could identify that talent and mm-hmm. provide them that opportunity and make sure that that opportunity was a consistent one and that they were backed mm-hmm. um because then they were going to come to the fore you know so the likes of shadab khan baba azam imam al-haq hassan ali shaheen shafridi um uh fahim ashraf mm-hmm. you know those were players that that that, that we all we did was was we allowed them opportunity and we allowed them to grow. You know, I, I think you mm-hmm. always you always give give the players the the roots to grow and the wings to fly. We mm-hmm. gave them the technique. We 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 gave them we gave them the opportunity and then they then they flew because they were a good enough and they played within their character. I mean, fuckers Zaman, you know, players like that. You know, we just we just provided them an opportunity to show the world how good they were. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and we're seeing that now. Um, and staying with players like Shadab, something that I think doesn't often come up in the non-Pakistani press is how you know intelligent some of these players are. Uh, I think that has something to do with the fact that many of them don't feel comfortable speaking in English. Um, you've spoken, uh, I believe, about Shadab's intelligence and maturity, you know, uh, from a very young age. Yes. Um, could you talk about him and other players that you think have a lot of tactical intelligence uh, in the Pakistan team you co- you coached? It, it, it was amazing. All those, all those young players. We talk Baba. You talk Shadab, Imam to a point. Fucker. To, I mean, all those guys had a really good cricket intuition. Mm-hmm. They they understood the game. They mm-hmm. knew the game. They knew they they knew what they wanted to. All all I needed to do was put them on a path mm-hmm. that allowed them to grow and mm-hmm. and understand what it takes to win an international cricket. Understand tactically where they needed to be. Understand. You know, mentally and physically, where they needed to be, and then, and then, and then they could grow into 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 their roles. Mm-hmm. They are they 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 are very very cricket intelligent intelligent guys, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I hate the fact that sometimes that's taken for granted with them because they they're wonderful young men, absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal young men, and mm-hmm. and very very good cricketers with a, with excellent cricket brains to boot. Thank you. Yeah, that's 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 important and great to hear. Um, and you've worked with a few Pakistani coaches as well, obviously. And I'm I'm guessing you must have engaged with some of them in domestic 
cricket as well um, in your in your time as Pakistan coach. I've heard great things about Azhar Mahmood, who was you know your bowling coach and is now the bowling coach at Surrey, mm-hmm. uh, and Abdul Rahman, who is uh, the head coach in uh, KPK and uh, assistant coach at the Multan Sultans. In the, uh, who are some of the Pakistani coaches that impressed you and you worked with or engaged with? Oh, look, look I, I think I think Azhar Mahmood was wonderful. Um, because he he was he he was such a good link between the team and and myself mm-hmm. um yeah both from a cultural point of view but also from a, a language point of view and and a, and a and like a a connotation point of view in terms of in terms of what um I was meaning when when mm-hmm. I, when I gave sort of tactical assessments and that mm-hmm. So he was really good in the in, in that regard. I think as as is a wonderful coach, and and I've been really happy to see him progress from, you know, bowling coach at Multan Sultans to T10 work to mm-hmm. assistant coach now at Surrey, but also head coach at Islamabad. Mm-hmm. So so his development's been outstanding, and I take a little bit of pride in that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then look, Abdul, I didn't really work with Abdul Rahman because. Um, you know, he was he was working provincially, but he needs to be doing. I mean, he's obviously doing something really right because KP, KPK win just about every competition in in Pakistan. Yeah. Yes, yes, they've got a very talented group of players in this, but he 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 seems to be doing a really good job in getting them going in one direction. So mm-hmm. I take my hat off to him. I tell you who I thought was a really good coach, and he's he, he's with the with the system at the moment is Shahid Aslam. Okay. And, and, Often, often understated as a coach, very intelligent man, mm-hmm. understands cricket, mm-hmm. understands the ways of the world, and I, I really enjoyed bouncing a lot of things off Shahid Aslam, and I'm really happy that he's involved with the with the current setup because he's a very grounded individual with a great mm-hmm. work ethic, and it's good to see him get get that opportunity. That's great. I'll, I'll watch out for him. Uh, and just very quickly on Azhar, do you th- could you see him become Pakistan head coach? Do you think uh, he would make a good head coach in the future? Yeah, I think he would. I, I, I do. I do. I think. I think as as has all the potential to be a head coach. You know, it, mm-hmm. it would be lovely to see as I become Pakistan head coach one day. It would it would really be good. I'd, I'd be. I, it would. It would make me a very happy happy man if that happened. <laughs> Same here. Um, getting to Derbyshire, you know, you have signed up uh, Sean Masood for the county championship. Uh, what do you think about his qualities as an opener? Uh, and do you think he will benefit from playing county cricket? Uh, he, he'll definitely benefit from playing county cricket. And I signed Sean Masood because I knew the qualities that he possessed. Mm-hmm. I knew, I know, I know the character inside out of, of of Sean. I know that Sean brings a huge amount of value outside of his cricket ability, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that's kind of why that's kind of why I signed him. I think I think he's going to be wonderful for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope he does well there too. And uh, yeah, you know, too. I, I'm going to be uh, back in the UK over uh, the summer to see my parents, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll try and see if I can uh, watch a game. Excellent. Uh, where, where are you now, Sami? I'm in uh, the US in Indianapolis at the moment. Oh, uh, wow. okay. I'm, I'm doing my PhD here, but um, I my parents are based in the UK, so that's kind of my base. Uh, okay, fantastic, fantastic. I'll try and come watch. Yeah, uh, come to Derby. Come and watch us for sure. I've <laughs> 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 um, never been, so I would love to. Um, so we used to see Pakistan stars playing in county cricket um, in the 90s in particular from what I remember growing up. Um, but it seemed like that you know, fizzled out more recently. Uh, but I was scrolling through uh, the overseas signings in county cricket, you know, the ins and outs. Uh, and it seems like there are 
there's going to be a large number of Pakistani players who will mm. be playing in Pakistan, in England this coming season, you know, in a variety of formats. Um, why do you think that is? What's 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 different now? Uh, it, it's just it's just quite simply they they're wonderful cricketers. Mm -hmm. They they're very desirable to have at counties now because because of their of, of their ability. Mm -hmm. um, they're match winners. They're exciting players, um, mm -hmm. and that and that's something that Pakistan always possessed in abundance. And and um, yeah, look, I'm really excited. Hassan Ali's here. Um, yeah, that's my like Mohammed Abbas is here. Yeah, um, we've got Sean Masood. Nassim Shah's gone to Gloucestershire. Um, Harris Ralph is at Yorkshire. Shadab Khan's gone to Yorkshire for the for the vitality. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, there's just there's just so many so many of those players around now, and uh, our Shane Shah Middlesex, and uh, mm -hmm. that, that 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 really just um, yeah, and Mohammed Rizwan Sussex. Yeah, that's uh, right. That that, that 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 really makes me happy. Uh, it really does because these guys are just wonderful, wonderful creators. Mm -hmm. You'll get to you get to see them again as well. So yeah, I'm like, can't wait. I'm already. <laughs> I, 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 we're already catching up on on text message. Oh, and excellent! I, you know the guys that are playing against Darvish. I've told everybody I know how to get them out. They better keep their front pad out the way. That's funny. Um, I'll look out for uh, you know the pictures of you all catching up <laughs> during the games. Um, you know, I know you're really busy, so I'll try to make this quick and, uh, you know, I'm conscious of the time. So before I let you leave, uh, how do you think Pakistan will do in the upcoming uh, World Cup in Australia? Pakistan will always be there and thereabouts. Now, mm -hmm. I, now I've got a, I've got a very, very soft spot for Pakistan cricket. Yeah. Um, I hope, I hope they go and win it. I really do. But They'll 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 always be there and thereabouts. So they're 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 a very very good cricket team now. Great. And uh, this, I hadn't put this in the initial initial draft, but I should have asked you. Uh, what's your uh, you know what are your expectations from the Derbyshire team this year? Uh, look, I, I, I'm here. It's a project. It is a project, and that that's why I kind of took took this role. I'm just ex expecting continued improvement, and I know if we have continued improvement, if our players become better and better we will get ourselves in positions where we will win cricket games. And if we win cricket games, we'll finish a lot higher than we did last year. And it's a mm. young squad. The players are developing. It's We're not going to be world beaters overnight, but we're going to be a very competitive unit this year. And next year and the year after, we'll be, we'll be a very, very good cricket team. Excellent. Well, good luck. And uh, I might see you in Derby. Excellent. I look forward to that. You, you've definitely got to come and watch some cricket in Derby. For sure. Thanks, All right, Samir. All right, Samir. Thank you. Take care. Take where, care. where in the UK are you? Um, my parents live in Peterborough, um, okay. in, in Cambridgeshire. But uh, you know, I'm oftentimes I'm in London because of uh, um, you know a lot of friends there, and I used to work and study. Of course, there, so. of course, of course. So I'll definitely uh, be around uh, that area. Okay. But I would love to come to Derby. Yeah, come on. You got to come and watch us. Come and watch us <laughs> win some games. For sure. All right, Thanks, Samir. You take care. Absolute pleasure. Bye. Bye. -bye. I'm pleased to welcome Kamran Muzaffar, uh, a cricket analyst and commentator based in Karachi at the moment. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, thank you, Sami. I'm doing very good. Uh, good to uh, get in touch with you. Thank you. Yeah, I've heard you on Twitter Spaces and uh, read some of your tweets and your work, and I'm really excited to have you here. So um, 
I sent you the brief interview I did with Mickey Arthur and was hoping to explore some of the issues that came up during that uh, very, very brief discussion. Uh, to begin, uh, could you talk about Mickey's tenure as Pakistan coach? Uh, what was the situation when he took over? Uh I think it was a it was a very good tenure in the sense that uh, the kind of uh, the cultural shifts that uh, uh, came about in that uh, period those mm-hmm. were very long term uh, steps that he, he did and we went through a transition at that time as well because uh, he took over just in the uh, you can say just after the uh, 2016 T20 World Cup and mm-hmm. just before before that 2015 world cup had finished when misba had uh, taken a retirement from uh, uh, one day cricket and then after 2016 shahid afridi took the uh, retirement and then mickey mm-hmm. uh, arthur came in and at that time when he took over the general feeling or, or narrative was that uh, pakistan does not have uh, talent anymore and hmm. we used to hear a lot of things that uh, it's just a delusion that uh, there is a there's a lot of talent coming up uh, but it's not and it's the the one thing that both misba and uh, shahid afridi said uh, at the end of the odi world cup and t20 world cup respectively but then mm-hmm. uh, mickey took over and if we fast forward in a sense if we go to uh, 2017 champions trophy and look at that side and the performers in in that uh, tournament and the captain uh, it was just the beginning of a new uh, a new breed of uh, cricketers from pakistan mm-hmm. uh, before joining uh, pakistan as the coach he was the coach of uh, karachi kings so mm-hmm. one thing that he did uh, apart from everything else that he did was uh, to get babar transferred from islamabad united to karachi kings and uh, i know hmm. that at that time that was not the kind of decision that was supported by many even in karachi kings because it was early it was early days of uh, uh, babar azam and uh, even in the first season in islamabad united under uh, at that time it was uh, dean jones and uh, wasim akram over there and uh, babar played only two games and scored 15 runs so he was not mm-hmm. considered as a t20 player but mm-hmm. uh, mickey because he had spotted the he had an eye for t- talent and he spotted uh, babar he brought him uh, uh, babar to karachi kings and then he groomed babar the player that he became at the international level mostly at mm-hmm. uh, karachi kings as well although he used to be with him at the, na- at the national level as well but even mm-hmm. if you go back to psl 2 psl 3 uh babar was still developing into uh into a t20 t20i uh, b- better so fascinating and, and that's where i think that uh, one gift that uh, mickey has given to pakistan for years to come is babar azam uh, i firmly mm-hmm. believe that had it not been the firm belief of uh, uh, mickey arthur in babar's talent uh, he might have came and just fizzled out of the, out of the system because uh, babar initially struggled in the test cricket as well so if we go back in the first 10 or 20 uh, test matches his, his average was just 27 it's just that the 2018 south africa series when he uh, played that famous innings where he, he scored boundaries after boundaries uh, against elstein that's when babar finally announced himself in the in the test cricket before that he was struggling but there was one man 
who had all mm-hmm. the confidence and trust that Babar is a three-format uh, player that was Mickey Arthur. Mm-hmm. So, and again, the the kind of players that uh, Mickey produced in his in his tenure. Uh, Shadab came in. Hassan Ali was uh, uh, performing. Uh, Sarfraz as a captain. Uh, mm-hmm. Fakhar Zaman. So uh, there were so so many other players. Imad uh, became the uh, uh, you can say very frequent uh, feature of that side. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that uh, uh, that Mickey Arthur did. Champions Trophy came in as a good bonus, I would say, in between. Otherwise, at the structural level, at the long term correction basis Mickey did did a lot to uh, a lot to uh, a lot for Pakistan cricket now you know I think you've for the most part answered uh, my next question which is about you know how well we did in the ODIs and the T20s so I'll, I'll move to um, the test matches if that's okay um, we seem to be struggling in the test matches during uh, Mickey despite doing really well in the ODIs and the T20s uh, under his tenure um, you know it seemed to have coincided with the retirements of two major Pakistani test players uh, in the middle order, Miss um, Balhak and Yunus Khan, uh, who were also leaders of that uh, squad. Um, what do you make of how we did under his coaching in the red ball um, in comparison with the white ball? And what is the context in which we should understand that? Yes, Sami, if we can just remind ourselves how from where he started in the in different formats and uh, where Pakistan were, when he left, so in test, test cricket, when he took over, uh, Pakistan was ranked uh, uh, number three. Uh, uh, at uh, he, Pakistan were at the third spot, and when he left, Pakistan was seventh in uh, test rankings. Uh, in ODIs, when he took over, Pakistan was eighth, and he left them at, at uh, number six. And in T20Is, when Mickey took over, uh, Pakistan were at uh, number seven. And uh, we all know that when he left, Pakistan were number one. Uh, ranked side in the world. So in uh, red ball cricket, what the good things that he did, uh, but from the test cricket perspective, one thing which I believe which lacked, one thing was that uh, still at that time, the transition uh, between, because Misbah and Yunus used to be the mainstay of the uh, the team. Uh, That transition of that role to uh, Azhar and Asad, Asad Shafiq, they could not step up uh, that well. But uh, they, because they had been served the Pakistan for so long, so they were given uh, extended run, which uh, they uh, deserved. Uh, then Babar was just settling in, like I said uh, earlier. And one, one more thing was that Pakistan's polling uh, uh, combination because I remember when uh, when the first series happened in UAE in in uh, Dubai it, it was uh, after Misbah and Yunus back in 2017 it was a Test match against Sri Lanka so Pakistan had the in the squad Yasir Shah plus Bilal Asif was uh, uh, sorry uh, Mohammad Azhar was there as well uh, but Pakistan went in with three pacers and after the the, the uh, in the post play uh, presser when uh, it was asked that even Sri Lanka is playing two spinners, and uh, why Pakistan is go- Pakistan has gone in with, with just one spinner, and he said that I'm I don't know because uh, that that's how the kind of cricket uh, I have seen or I have been part of. Uh, I haven't been part of any cricket uh, that involves uh, two spinners, so <laughs> I think that that was the area where uh, Mickey found himself in a bit uh, unfamiliar territory 
so when planning for for the games uh, he was not used to these kind of surfaces where two spinners uh, used to be a regular feature and uh, that's where pakistan mostly uh, struggled in a way that uh, uh, in the batting it was still okay uh, pakistan was managing it uh, well uh, but it was the bowling which was not that uh, up to the mark plus that transition that happened after misbah and, and yunus if you remember pakistan lost uh, uh, a test match in in uh, abu dhabi against uh, new zealand but just by four runs and, uh, and so a lot of those close finishes or where pakistan batting did not uh, uh, stand up after misbah and yunus those were the areas where he could not really find the uh, uh, the ready replacements or, or the the identified ready replacements mainly azhar and asad they didn't uh, they didn't perform up to the mark in that area and that resulted in in those uh, performances under mickey yeah thank you for that analysis and the context uh, and explaining uh, why we didn't do, do so well in the test matches under him um now we got knocked out after finishing just outside of the semi-final qualification spots at the 2019 world cup uh and he lost his job not long after uh, what sorts of conversations uh, were taking place in the pcb hierarchy well that's the unfortunate part of how cricket is run in pakistan or in pcb and what happened with mickey was i don't know i i, I don't find the, the right word to, uh, for that but it was not good what happened with him because mm-hmm. you you have to understand that when he took over he had a team and there was an immediate uh, uh target of uh, champions trophy and then right after that champions trophy there was a, a another milestone that was uh, 20, uh, 2019 world cup so mm-hmm. when uh, you are so much focused about those immediate targets you cannot uh, plan for long term so he was going more with the short term uh, objectives at that time mm-hmm. uh, his whole plan what i understood from the from from the distance that he was he had held back quite a few of his plans long term plans uh, for post 2019 world cup and that's when he came back and pakistan mm-hmm. although missed the qualification for the semi finals on uh, just fractional points uh, yeah yeah so they were fifth in the, in the race but the way it all started in a couple of games uh against uh, west indies and then uh, up, uh, india uh, a few a few of the games the, the general sentiment was uh, unsatisfactory people were not happy the way the team was performing and then uh, these things happen unfortunately in pakistan that you have to find uh, a scapegoat sometimes and uh, what happened that mickey was asked to uh, give a briefing uh, on the his uh, uh, plans for the next uh, next two years uh, of plan he i know he gave that briefing and uh, he laid out all the uh, all the plans and as far I, as i know he had the uh, continuity plan for the captaincy as well that uh, sarfraz is at this stage so we will start uh, looking into the the uh the successes of uh, uh, sarfraz as well and he had narrowed down, uh, narrowed down two two players for uh, as successors uh, one was babar and the other was shadab so uh, uh what happened is that whatever plan he had um 
it was you can say it was heard and it was taken from him and then one of the guys who was in that meeting for his renewal uh, 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 he took over as the head coach and the the, the same template so I'm, I'm being a bit i don't know a bit blunt here but that's that i see as a conflict of interest and that template was or that plan was executed in a in a in a rush in a in a haste uh, that started from the removal of uh, sarfraz as the, the captain without preparing the uh, the backup or the 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 next captains without grooming them uh, and then we had to go through kind of a tip because when you pick up a player who has not done enough of captaincy at the domestic level or, or the lower levels of cricket and then when you ask them to experiment or experience at the top level it comes at a cost and that comes at a cost of uh, results as well so all that happened then uh, 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 wahab and amir they they took retirements from test cricket as well and we were literally exposed so if you remember that uh, australia series we are australia series uh, yeah musa yeah. khan and yeah musa khan and asim and and uh, uh, all those guys even shine was not a part of it so so it it just uh, put pakistan in such a deep state or deep hole because we tried to shake up uh, quite a lot of things and that happens when uh, when you are you don't do not, do not allow the the uh, Uh, the original thinker, thinker to execute uh, the plans so this is what happened with the uh, mickey and i for that reason i hold me uh, king arthur in high regards for being uh, so professional about it and i haven't heard him talking anything bad about uh, pakistan cricket pakistan uh, cricketers or even pcb uh, but but the way he was treated it was not not nice at all that's it's so true and i think my impressions uh, of how pakistan did during the world cup are similar to yours i was i was listening to all the uh, discontent with how pakistan was playing and it was understandable at the beginning when the way we lost to west indies but the way we finished that qualification leg was incredible we i think we lost out on run rate and that was because of that early game i think against west indies and i th- I, i might be wrong but i think we also had a rained out game against sri lanka and you know i think if we probably yeah, would have won but, that but 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 the main impact happened uh, in the, that west indies uh, game pakistan the first match yeah the first one and 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 you can say the only uh, mistake that pakistan did it was the first game and they they knew right from the beginning for the the next eight games or ne- uh, next uh, nine games mm-hmm. they had to make up for that uh, loss that heavy defeat which pakistan did not they did not look to catch up on that and after the india loss they just thought to just uh, go for the for the the win and uh, not, not to the run rate at all like in the new zealand game it, uh, it was too close pakistan could have finished a bit earlier uh, afghanistan game that went till the, the last over those were the games where pakistan right, could yeah. have uh, made up uh, for that uh, net run rate thing so even if if it was uh, a lesser gap uh pakistan could have used the bangladesh game game as well uh for that reason that's true. Even, south, even south africa game i believe pakistan uh gave away uh, at least seven chances pakistan eventually won at lots I, i was there but at least seven chances <laughs> and uh, pakistan could have uh, bowled south africa out uh, for 150 but uh, they went around 100 220 to 70 runs i, I might be 
uh, not mentioning the, the numbers correctly, uh, but that was the the, the uh, those were the pockets that where Pakistan could have made up for for that big loss that where Pakistan did not really attack, and that's why they ended up uh, uh, losing on fractional uh, points. Mm-hmm. And just one follow up question from your uh, answer about the discussions around um, succession. Uh, to Mickey Arthur or the the sort of um, discussion surrounding Mickey Arthur's future at the PCB um, before they decided not to retain him. You said MISPA was part of those discussions. Could you talk about who was in the, in those meetings and what was the nature of this um, panel, a, I guess? I, it was a three-member team, uh, if, if I, a three-member committee, if I remember correctly. I will have to uh, look at who were the other uh, members. Uh, but it was basically Mickey Arthur's contract was up for renewal after the World Cup. So that uh, discussion, basically that was a review, uh, you can say appraisal or whatsoever, the renewal uh, discussion that happened. And PCB appointed uh, those uh, gentlemen to uh, listen to uh, Mickey and evaluate what are are his plans uh, and all. So eventually they decided that no, uh, we should not continue with Mickey Arthur. So this this is what happened. And uh, and who made the decision to then hire Misbah, who was part of that panel? Whose decision was that, and what was the logic behind that? That was uh, the decision was uh, then CEO Wasim Khan, because partially okay. uh, they they eventually they they said that uh, that they tried to approach uh, international coaches as well, and since nobody showed uh, any interest, that's why they had to go some uh, local name or local coach. Quite interestingly, when you deal with someone uh, with the stature of uh, Mickey Arthur that way, what do you expect? How many people would uh, be confident about uh, uh, investing your future with them without knowing that uh, what happened to uh, Mickey? Because it's a very small circle. The people talk mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, people get to know it's a very small community. And uh, Mickey Arthur is not someone who is uh, one team or or one uh, w- one country specific person. He's, he has been yeah. to all over the world. He has contacts uh, uh, and everyone. People can understand. People can ask him, uh, even though he yeah. may not uh, uh, bad mouth uh, Pakistan cricket. But people can understand what what happened. And then one mm-hmm. of the funny things that mm-hmm. happened that they they uh, for the sake of uh, Checking a point in the in the checklist, they called uh, Courtney Walsh as well, if he's interested uh, for the for the hmm. role. But that call was made uh, at two in the morning, uh, the his uh, local time. So obviously, <laughs> he, he, so 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 you can understand how how these things uh, were uh, happened at that time. And Miss Ba was not only made a coach; he was made the chief selector as well. A new setup was exactly. And uh, if you talk about again uh, going beyond the beyond the uh, personalities, because I'm more of a process kind of a person, and because success is is mm-hmm. a repeatable process, uh, you can win on a fluke any day. But if you want to be successful mm-hmm. with some consistency, you have to have a process uh, or repeatable process behind that. But the one thing which which happened with Misbah was that uh, once he retired. He never coached any team at any level. He was yes, he was engaged with the PSL uh, uh, franchise, but you, to be 
if you are looking for the top level uh, expertise or if, if you want your team to be uh, performing at best at the the uh, the top level you cannot make that national team uh, a bed of experiment you need to mm-hmm. have people mm-hmm. who have experience be it players be it uh, coaching staff be it uh, support staff be it analyst you cannot mm-hmm. afford you you can allow but you cannot afford to have uh, uh, to let people experiment at the national level you cannot afford it would the so, logic so be that wakar was wakar was the you know he had been uh, head coach of pakistan before so the, was the logic that wakar will be the experienced assistant to the young yeah. inexperienced head coach i i have uh, let me put it that way wakar yunus is the biggest rock star or superstar i i have seen in in cricket because i'm i'm from that uh, age and uh, i'm a big fan of wakar yunus the the bowler the cricketer Same. but as far as his uh, coaching stint or coaching uh, career goes not really a fan not at all again for the same reason that mm-hmm. uh, you cannot mm-hmm. do that that you just get associated with the national team uh, whenever opportunity uh, comes and why did wakar left the coaching job back in 2016 so exactly. there were yeah. reasons and and when uh, he left what did he do between 2000, uh, 2016 and 2019 did he do any coaching mostly commentary job? right exactly so 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 basically uh, uh, what it said that whatever was left in 2016 you come back in 2019 and resume your job what was what was the different again going without it's not it's not against uh, misbah it's not uh, against uh, avakarius but that's not how you yeah. uh, you should be doing or you should you should be running these processes so that that was a thing yeah. and i think the appointment of both uh, misbah and wakar was uh, not the right one azim mahmood was the assistant coach the bowling coach for um, mickey i'm i was a bit surprised that they didn't keep him at least at least there would be some continuity even if you got rid of uh, mickey um and i guess my second question is do you think that misbah the job came too soon in the sense that maybe in 5 to 10 years time with experience because he's you know he, he Yeah, and what too do you soon. think about Azhar? Azhar is a, is a very very uh, very competent uh, coach. So, because when we are talking about coaches, we have to understand that uh, uh, playing the game and coaching uh, players are two completely different jobs. And uh, at Absolutely. times, uh, coaching requires more patience and more eloqu- uh, eloquence and and more competence with with your narration or understanding. because sometimes you can be the best in the, in the world but you may not be able you may not be that good a explainer or you may not be able mm-hmm. to explain mm-hmm. it or or uh, transfer that art to uh, people and that's why in coaching field they they, they you, you don't find many great former players who have become good uh, coaches so and mm-hmm. who can be a, a better name than javed medad the best brain in, yeah. in pakistan so why 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 did he the whole world you you go any part of the world the the legends of his time the best in the, in the best be it viv richards be it sunil gavaskar uh, be it ian chapel anyone you name it and they would say one thing that uh, that guy was uh, uh, extraordinary cricketing mind but why he could not succeed in the coaching job because it's a different job so uh, coming to azhar what what is good about azhar that he he's a very good student of the game Uh, i had a i have had a quite a bit of uh, you can say i've been lucky to have multiple uh, 
discussions with him about the game and everything. So some guys can uh, perform, but they don't understand the science or the mechanics of how, how it is happening. So probably the, one of the guys who understand pace balling the best in, in Pakistan is Azam Mahmood. Whether he was the best bowler or not, that's a different thing. But he understands, uh, I think his understanding is, is top of the line. It's, it's the at the international level. And that's why he has been, and that is the reason. Uh, I may be spending too much time on that, but you just have to look at, the, look, uh, look at it from that perspective. He is good enough. That's why he's being hired uh, all around the world. It's not just that Pakistan hired him. Bowlers from all around the world want to ask him about, you know, Yorkers or the sort of techniques of the game. There's a difference between being a great fast bowler and then being able to study and teach that art. Definitely. And, and uh, he is one of those guys who can tell you how to bowl any, any ball in the world. He can teach and, and according to the to the uh, strength and weaknesses or body types or the, the bowling runners of uh, different, different uh, bowlers. So if I put it that way, as much as I have come, come across, the best bowling mind or bowling coach, to, the, in, I'm talking about uh, the, the Pakistani uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, players or Pakistani personalities I'm talking about, Azam Mahmood is the best. And when it comes to spin bowling, it's the, it's uh, Saklan Mushtaq. These guys understand. Absolutely pace and spin bowling like like phd doctors yeah like mechanics of it and that's interesting because that was going to be my next question uh and i just want to say that um i interviewed us very briefly again similar length uh, about coaching as well which i'm going to release maybe later this month um and so I'm glad you you talked about Azhar. Uh, I couldn't resist asking you about him. Um, getting to Saklan, uh, you know, there's been some criticism. And I think, you know, I was on Twitter spaces listening to you answering some of those questions, uh, some of those criticisms from fans saying that, you know, what is Saklan doing? Uh, you know, is he imparting any knowledge? Uh, criticism of his press conferences. Um, do you think his coaching ability is coming through to the public? Or do you think that we are misunderstanding uh, his uh, his knowledge and intelligence and ability to teach? Okay, let, let me approach uh, your question from a different angle. So we have to understand that look, look, look coaching is more about people management, conversation, communication, mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. uh, performing yourself. And that's one thing where a lot of big names uh, of uh, our, our past legends, they have struggled to do that because they just could not stay away from the limelight. They, they, mm-hmm. they could not fathom that they, they are no more the center of uh, attraction. It's the, it's the right or it's the space of uh, other players who are playing in. So Saklan, mm-hmm. I, I would say, and as much interaction I have had with Saklan and the discussions uh, I have had uh, with him, I can say that he's one of, you can say, one of the few people I've seen in this circle who is very assured and very secured of his own space. So he 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 doesn't uh, he's not that kind of a guy who would be uh, who would feel bad that if he his name is not taken or if the camera is not panned on him. Uh, he's very assured his his professionalism in that sense. He's very professional. He has a job. He his job is to facilitate the players, not to uh, not to uh, steal the limelight or do the antics on the on the camera. Uh, that's why he stayed. He stays in the background, and a lot of pe- people I know that we are in this uh, Australia series, quite a few people uh, made a point or criticized that uh, when all this happening and all this this uh, performance was coming, Sakland did not uh, came to face the, the the press even for once. But 
let me remind all of them when pakistan was doing exceptionally better than uh, expected performance when they were they they, they put uh, they gave their uh, their performance in the t20 world cup did you see saklan anywhere that guy even then he did not uh, uh, he, i'm i'm sure nobody uh, would have seen him jumping around or doing this and that or catching the, the camera and everything he was uh, so assured there uh, backseat job is the captain who is the in charge and his job is to facilitate the guys and make them comfortable and uh, provide an environment where they can give their best and he is one of the best motivators and best explainer of the, of the game he's a very very uh, intelligent and shrewd mind and he articulates pretty well so if you if you ask me uh, i think in the current team more i i can't think of anyone who would not be happy with the way saklan is managing this team and uh, the kind of uh, stuff that you see on on the screens now where people where players look relaxed uh, it's uh, likely to uh, saklan and and what changed in in that t20 world cup it was the same team how come shadab is started uh, started uh, delivering how come haris rauf uh, brought his a game and how how come all, all all those other other players because they they were they were relaxed there was no pressure though no uh, spoon feeding or or, or forced feed, feeding from from the the management it was more like okay you are the best that's why you are here this is what we think that you should be doing but you are the expert and you you have to do it do it your way we just need the the results and 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 i'm and i'm saying it because that's uh, how i perceive things well uh, from the interactions i had uh, with the uh, saklan so uh, i think saklan is doing a very very good job one just quick addition if that's okay on saklan um and you know i completely agree with you uh, and uh, what you're saying what you're talking about coaching we're talking about saklan azhar also comes through with azhar azhar always says you know that uh, or azhar says in the interview that i did with him that you know i'm not the center of attention i am not the the player anymore and uh, i need to put players at the front and listen to them rather than tell no oh, in my day i used to do this that etc um but staying with saklan i think one uh, issue that i've heard that seems to be a more legitimate maybe criticism or not criticism but a, a question which is that you know babar in uh, in t20s you know were set you know these guys play psl many of them are captains they're fine but um as a tactical captain maybe he needs more the idea is that maybe there needs to be a head coach that is a little bit more um forceful in giving his uh, thoughts and opinions to babar when maybe he's not making the right selections at odi or test uh, in test matches what's your view on that that maybe like if we had a guy like uh, mickey it would be slightly different in that regard so i mean the 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 thing is what we have to keep in mind is is that you cannot in cricket you cannot force feed or fast track anyone to become a good captain it comes with experience uh it's it's like the more drills you do the more the more you are in certain situations the more confident or comfortable uh you become babar when he was made captain you have to to look at that that aspect as well at what level was he doing the captaincy he was not the captain of even central punjab so if a guy who was not not considered as as a captain or leader even at the domestic level and you are making making him the captain of the national side with so many stars or, or seniors than him uh and then you asking you are asking him to run the whole uh, bandwagon it's not an easy job you have to give it give him some time he is going to learn and it is not something which 
any coach or any support staff can manage from the outside. It, it is because cricket is a different uh, game in that sense. It's not football. It's not the, the coach uh, that he can control so many things from the outside. It's the captain. It's mostly the captain uh, who manages a lot of things when he's batting. He's he's managing uh, when he, on the field. He's managing everything. So it's the the the, the gap or or you can say a competence gap that we are seeing in Barber's captaincy. It is not due to xyz or x kept uh, x coach or or that reason it's just purely because of experience now that we have made him captain we should be patient with him it might take a year or two till barber becomes proficient with the uh, with the, all these captaincy tactics and and competence because he has not done captaincy at the uh, at the lower level so that's one of the aspect thank you no that's that that makes sense to me um Changing topic slightly before I let you leave, I've already had you for so long. Um, a question I asked Mickey about was regarding the Pakistani domestic structure. Um, I'm curious what your view is of the drastic changes that were introduced by the PCB uh, under the direction of uh, Imran Khan. Again, I would say it, it, not, it, not, uh, it is not a bad idea. But again, I would say that it was executed in a haste. Uh, and it, it had negative impact on, on our cricket till now. So the thing is, restricting to the six teams, uh, shrinking the players pool, there is lots of issues that that, uh, that are uh, coming up because of that. And a lot of people thought that uh, it was, because uh, unfortunately in, in our part of the world, it's not the, the thought, it's mostly the thinker, which is, which is the um, topic of discussion mostly. So I'm I'm just talking about this idea. So for example, you the, the firstly you made those regional teams. Okay, the idea of uh, making regional teams is fine, but it could have been uh, cities rather than uh, regions. So to the six out of six regions, the the three regions, Central Punjab, nor, uh, uh, Northern, and uh, Southern Punjab, there is no association for that. So that, that's it. So basically, that's where I I think the idea could have been executed a bit better, and because it it happened overnight. It had its issues. So, if I can quickly touch on that, people are talking about the uh, quality spinners after Noman and uh, Sajid, how they performed. Everyone is saying, and they are again coming to that point. What we used to hear back in 2015 and 2016 that there is no talent. It's not like that. The problem is when you have brought this uh, domestic uh, uh, cricket system before in the departmental system, a player of around 30 years of age or experienced player could have could have uh, uh, sat out without uh, losing any money but the thing is now in this setup he's forced to perform so that he can get uh, evaluated the next year it, it, it is the the annual uh, contracts that that you are doing mm-hmm. so that's why a lot of new players are not getting those chances and then if you talk about the older system in the departments some of those players they they used to start even from the time they, they used to cross 30 or, or uh, 32 years of age, what would be their their uh, career after after they uh, stopped playing? So some of them, mm-hmm. they would have started mm-hmm. looking into the uh, coaching, uh, co- uh, coaching areas. So they would be more comfortable leaving their spot for a junior. Uh, but, but in this scenario, it, it is not possible because if they don't play, they are not going to get paid from where they are going to get paid. 
that's the one thing and then departments used to have those pension plans and then for the players uh, uh, who are like 35 40 plus they used to give them the test jobs as well so they 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 were not really worried if they if any player was associated with any department they were not worried about their livelihood that was sorted and they could have just focused on playing the cricket as long as they wanted uh, rather than just sticking on so now if you talk about spinners there is abrahamad in the system mm-hmm. who is not getting chances there 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 are uh, fasil akram there are tasim akram there there are other guys who there are so many guys mm-hmm. upcoming guys umar khan we we all all uh, uh, saw him why these guys are not coming up because there are so many limit, there are so limited spaces and then the competition mm-hmm, is there mm-hmm. and then the seniors are, are sticking on to to those uh, places apart from northern i would say under wasim and, and uh, masrur no team has really experimented or given chances to to, to the uh, young talent in patches yes central punjab and kpk has done that but apart from that uh, especially sindh is, is very very uh, conservative about that they they are playing mostly the uh, you can say the the veteran uh, team if i if i put it that way so that that that's what that's what, what one problem uh, or one issue with the, with this uh, domestic structure so it's not bringing out that quality in fact it is becoming a bit of a blocker for that great thank you so much kaman bhai i really appreciated uh, you know your answers have been so detailed and so enlightening uh, i thought i knew a few things about these subjects but uh, i still learned a lot so i really appreciate it uh, i know there's a lot happening in pakistan right now so uh, thank you for giving me so much of your time kaman bhai no uh, thanks a lot sami for having me on on your uh, podcast and uh, all the best uh, for uh, your uh, your uh, episode as well and uh, lovely time i hope i made sense and i added value to your uh, podcast no absolutely uh, that was that was so that was absolutely great this is better than i expected so and i expected uh, a great interview so thank you kamran bhai take care thank you goodbye Thank you for listening to this podcast. Before I finish, I just want to say thank you to Dikobe for letting me use his music. You can donate to my Patreon page if you would like to help me in continuing to do these podcasts. Links with information about the guests, the music, and the Patreon page can be found in the podcast description. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.